the add to cart maybe was below the fold so people have to scroll and you know like look at the add to cart the problem with that is like only 71% of visitors would scroll to add to cart so you would know, number one losing people on the page so we just moved it above the fold the add to cart and mm. we saw like a 16% increase in conversions well just by moving that above the fold yeah because you got more add you know, add to cart you know, clicks Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, episode 152. My name is Tony and I'm joined by Moby Sadiq. How are you going today, Mobes? Good, Tony. It's always good to be here, man. It's um, hotter. It's the end of the year. It's hot. It's the end of the year. Um, I think this might be our last one for the year. Yeah, it's going to be our last show oh, for wow. the year. So, Tony, dude, it's been such a great year. I've had so much fun on the mic with you. And um, yeah, let's get on with it, man. Yeah. Like, let's talk about what's happening today. Okay. Uh, news Buzz. Google Roles review updates and core updates. So November 2023, Google announced that there's going to be a new update, two updates. One is called a reviews update and the other one's just, you know, your general core update. You know, we, we know about that. Yeah. But this specific one, the reviews update is interesting because they're going to go through all the websites and look at what people write about, experts, people who review products, services, whatever there is, and they're going to, Analyze it. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because like t Tony and I, we, like it took us a while in our research to get our head around it because we thought initially, just for everyone else's clarification, it's not about like five-star reviews on your website. It's about if you review content, mm. if you're reviewing any type of content or you might not think it's a review type of content, but if you're talking about something that could be a review, like so if you're a, a solar company and you're talking about you know, the panels, it's going to be classified as reviews content. Oh, good point. So this is really important because your rankings may fluctuate. Now, the good news is that typically what Google would do, they'd have these updates that roll out. And then if you did something right or wrong, you have to wait till the next update rolls out. Damn. But it's it's a it's a two-edged, double-edged sword. But the good thing now is they said that they're actually not going to announce these updates anymore. Oh, okay. It's just because it, it's going to be like... It happened periodically, it just happened almost automatically. Yeah. So in a way, it's kind of good. So if your rankings do fluctuate, you can actually fix them quite quickly compared to before. But just to kind of talk about this, right? So we wanted to share some guidelines on what quality review content looks like. So a couple were evaluate it from a user's perspective, demonstrate that you are knowledgeable about what you're reviewing, show you're an expert, provide evidence such as visuals, audio, and like describe how it's evolved. So what they're actually talking about, Tony, it's like first-hand party knowledge. Mm. So actually talking about this is our experience, this is how it's developed, and the algorithm's smart enough to know, and this is the key thing, because mm. I think this is what we want to touch on, is whether you use ChatGPT or you did what old SEO experts, mm. quote-unquote, do, they look at what's ranking the top three, take a bit from column A, a bit from column B, a bit from column C, and then mush it together and expect that to rank. Mm. That used to work. That's not going to work anymore. So it seems like Google's just saying, put some effort into it. Get some good you know, articles out. <laughs> Spend some time into it. It's 100%. Look, and it is going to make the life of a content marketer harder. But this is the thing. Like we talk about principles that are ever standing. That's why we recommend clients have an in-house content writer. We've got our own, write three articles per week. And how it's all linked, because that stuff never goes. Like we're able to spend that time to review content. We did a, a research piece on HubSpot versus Salesforce that we use in a lot of our sales calls. So when everyone, anyone talks to me about Salesforce or I know they're like evaluating it, guess what I'm doing? I'm sending them that article. And that's firsthand knowledge because we couldn't find an article out there that was non-biased mm -hmm. and that didn't compare the two so apples and apples. So yeah. we did one. 
So th that is a really good example of the type of content now that Google is going to rank and uh, like see as trustworthy. Original content. Great. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. Google heavy day today. Yeah. Google and Yahoo are enhancing spam protection for inboxes starting February 2024. So I was confused about this. Like I thought Google wants you to authenticate like every email. No, that's not, that's not what it's about, right? No, so essentially what they're trying to look, it's to be honest, I'm really happy about this. I think it's positive because how much spam do we get? Tony? Oh, yeah. Like on a daily freaking basis, right? Like I feel like half the time I'm checking my emails, I'm deleting spam. Mm. So that's the objective. So Google and Yahoo, they're trying to counter all that spam that we get, improve deliverability and you know, generally pre prevent fraudulent emails and phishing emails and mm. that type of stuff. So to do that, there's some guidelines that we found online. And one of the... so. One of them is technical and the rest are sort of more content-based. But the technical one, to your point, Tony, is what they want people to do is they need to authenticate messages using standard email authentication protocols like SPF, DKIM, and DMARC. If that makes me sound smart, it's because I'm reading off a piece of paper. <laughs> I have no freaking idea what that is. So don't ask me. We're not technical coders. The key takeaway there is research these, find out what authentication you need to do. So if you just Google, you know, authenticating emails, spam emails, um, and then figuring out the what protocol that you have to mm. solve for and speaking to your IT person or speak to a technical person to get that done. Because that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. And we're going to be recommending to all of our... Some clients, we manage that stuff, so we'll do it for them. But other clients, will be giving them this advice to authenticate their emails. That's good because um, sometimes I get clients saying, hey, um, what's this from Google uh, ads about blah, blah, blah? As I do not click on that. That's... <laughs> Don't even put that's your, not it's yeah. not a Google yeah, yeah it's a phishing type of email 100 yeah. percent spot on right so the the other sort of things that they did say and this is also a pretty uh, objective one and it should be common sense in 2023 but you need to have easy to unsubscribe emails as well yeah so if you do send mass emails or if you're doing it like bulk like the old school way of like 50 at a time you need to make sure you have easy to unsubscribe emails because these uh, protocols or networks they're going to be able to figure out that you what you're doing like that you sent it on mass it's yeah. very easy for them um I, I saw this which i find really funny tony we've joked about this before the last tip was the content should be interesting to readers like if that isn't common sense 101 yeah but the point is like there's a lot of crap out there that isn't so yeah i the, my takeaway there is to make it practical is these days of like buying mass email lists yeah and just sending them a bunch of crap and here's our promotion, here's our offer. You've got to be very, very wary about that. Yeah. Because that'll affect your whole domain. Yeah. You, do, you don't want your domain IP to get uh, blocked, rejected, and you don't want you know, to be flagged. And, you're, you know, all this stuff that can happen and starting again on a new domain. But, you know, what's funny, because I remember this year we got a lot of spam emails pretending to be you, like, tasking me to do stuff. Remember those? Oh, this is Moby and Tony can get this done. And I thought it was, like, for Moby. So, hopefully that stuff gets uh, eradicated. <laughs> Like, I think that's the objective. That's mm. the idea to stop that stuff. Google and Yahoo. Oh, sorry. Google announced long-weighted Gemini model. So basically, Google has launched what it says is the most advanced artificial intelligence invented Gemini. Leapfrogging open AI in the race to render human brains redundant. That was a tongue twister. So <laughs> Well done, Tony. You did really well there, man. That was awesome. <laughs> so it's a new multi model right ai multimodal yeah and it's like advanced it's like a whole different level um it, it helps to handle questions um you know, through audio photos videos text and 
Apparently, it will outperform every other AI, including you know, GPT-4 and all this other stuff. So I found this quite interesting. So obviously, Google's pushing this, so they're showing this data. So it is a little bit biased, but it is quite powerful. So multimodal. So what's multimodal? It can take, like, you, like Tony said, like audio. It can take an audio prompt. It can take a video prompt, a written prompt, and then give you some sort of output. And to that point, like they, it actually in their test, it outperformed GPT-4 in 30 out of the 32 most popular industry benchmarks. I will say though, some, some other news came out too that we didn't talk about, but I'd recently saw this, Tony, that one of the, uh, Google admitted that one of the demos that they showed was actually pre-recorded. Like it wasn't like a live demo. Oh, so right. what that means is like, you don't know how much of that was manufactured. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yes, it's really, really powerful. It doesn't mean chat GPT is dead. Yeah. Right. But it's just, you know, it's obviously something like raising the stakes. So Google, we've spoken about this before. Microsoft, which owns 49% of OpenAI, really fired a rocket in Google's bonnet. Because mm. they've had to like go and scramble and do this. Yeah. Right. And they have some of the world's most um, preeminent and professional, like expert AI minds, like DeepMind and yeah. like they own all of that stuff. Right. So it's really interesting, but I just want to share an example. So in one pre-recorded, it was a pre-recorded dem demonstra uh, demonstration, Gemini Ultra, so that's one of their versions, was shown a photo of a child's physic home physics homework okay, and was able to read it, read the homework, <laughs> mark the homework and explain the maths and physics errors that child had made going to level of detail far beyond most parents would be capable of. Wow. So it's not only just marking it till you it's right or wrong, but actually explaining it, right? In another demonstration, they held up two objects. One was an orange and one was a Fiji spinner. And the AI was able to identify both and explain that the citrus and the spinner had something in common, that wow. they could both be calming. So like GPT-4 was designed as opposed to GPT-3.5, which is a bit more direct and binary. Mm. Like here's some information, give me some answer. GPT-4 from OpenAI was designed to be a bit more creative thinking. Mm. So that's why this is such a big deal that they're saying it's able to compete with GPT-4 at such a creative level. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. It's funny because we like when ChatGPT came out, we were like, man, what's Google got? And, it, and then when we said, no, nah, hang on, Google's got something up their sleeves and it's starting to come out, right? Yeah, it's coming out now. <laughs> and that's it for our news buzz. Moving on, featured buzz. Growing e-commerce sales by 150%. Yeah, so I've got to give you credit for this, Tony, because this is like, I know you it's the team and whatnot, and you're always good at giving them credit, but this is all Tony, like his team, his strategy, and your area of expertise. So I'm really excited for you to share this today. Yeah. Um, but essentially, I thought we would, what we, we discussed, we'd break this down into like, because this is the thing, right? People think e-commerce, there's some hacks and stuff mm. or some videos or some VSLs and all that stuff is good. But we're going to talk about it in three different categories today, right? Like paid, the organic side, and also like on-premise, on-website CRO elements yep. as well, right? Yep. So like there's a lot of factors, right? And there's a lot of tactics, but we thought uh, we'll give a few points for the needle movers that really would help your business, um, you know, moving forward. So, you know, in November last year, Black Friday, 2022, we had a client doing around 400,000 and we said, okay. In sales, 400,000. Yeah, sorry, yeah. in sales and revenue. And in 2023, Black Friday, we said, okay, how do we approach this differently? How do we get more revenue? And, you know, there's lots of other factors. And, like, it, we hit, like, 580,000. So that was, like, 150% growth, you know. And, you know, like, we like to learn from what we did. So we went back and we looked at it. 
First one, paid ads. What did we do in paid ads? So majority of our paid ads do really well, like from Facebook to you know um, Google, Microsoft, um, you know any paid you know, channel, it did well. We started early as well. Um, you know, instead of launching on like let's say Black Friday, we we started a little bit early. Mm. But one major thing we did was I know a lot of people complaining about P Max campaign uh, campaigns on Google. So P Max is a bit of like a hit and miss. You know, you, sometimes it does well, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it bids up brand right, and then and just to explain for people who don't who aren't familiar, haven't listened in before, what is P Max and yeah, how is um, that different to what Performance was? Max is a new uh, pla- um campaign that uh, Google created where you can advertise in basically everywhere around the platform, YouTube, display, search, on all Google, you know, uh, platforms, you know, Mm, Gmail. Even Gmail, yeah. Yeah. And like, instead of like doing it to traditional, you know, like um, cold audience or whatever, we just decided to change it to a remarketing, um, focusing on, you know, people that did add to cart, you know, just a remarketing for add to cart customers that abandoned it, didn't buy. Cool. We did that and that skyrocketed. We had like a 13.27 ROAS or an ROI. Um, you know, so basically you think about for every $1, we made 13.2 cent, you know, 20, yeah, 27. 13 something. times, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's crazy, man. That, yeah. And all, all, so all you and the team did was figure out for this one particular campaign, people added to cart, didn't convert and use Pmax yep. to close the loop. Yep, just remarketing. That's cool. Because think about traditional remarketing was either display or just a little bit of this or search. We said, let's just blank up the whole, uh, you know, everywhere they look on the Google platform, Gmail, search, YouTube, display, any, every website there, we're there. Mm. It just worked um, so well. And that was a 10.82% conversion rate. So that was pretty high. It's crazy. Our ad copy was as simple as complete your purchase. You miss, don't miss out. Yeah. <laughs> Not even that fancy. Like, how good is that? Yeah. And I think also, too, there's something to be said because this happens to me, too. Like, or our clients' clients have said this. Like, oh, I saw your ad on Sydney Morning Herald. Or, yeah. So, like, because they don't – the common consumer doesn't understand exactly how that works. Like, they might think you're affiliated with that brand. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, right? There's also like that credibility factor being affiliated with these high media sites. Oh yeah, yeah. If it's on the Google Partner Network, you know, like um, you know, like you say, Sydney um, Morning Herald, we're going to be on there, right? That's better, you know, recognition, social proof, everything. Mm. So yeah. And for those thinking, like, yeah, there's a second side to that coin. Do you go on websites that you're not mm. like familiar with? You can actually exclude yourself from certain types of websites, can't you? Yep. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and that's just one um, point for paid ads. Moving on to organic. So, like, organic wasn't just something we did, um, you know, organic, um, you know, like, sorry, um, traffic, right? It's not something and, and before you get too deep into that, Tony, you've definitely noticed that, right? Like, when you're doing paid and organic well, those two things, one plus one does equal three. 100%. Why, why do you think that is? Um, it's the whole ecosystem of digital marketing. I've, I've all said that it all works together. You know, in 2023, you can't just rely on like Google ads. You can't just rely on Facebook. One channel. You can't say, I'm going to do this for three months or six months. And then I'm going to do this other thing for six months. Yeah. And we we do see that with some clients where they just focus on one channel and you you do see them struggle, right? Um, You know, that's just what the data shows. But what we did with organic was, um, so December, November 2022, we were receiving around 8,000 visitors a month. And now you look at November 2023, there's 25,000 visitors. So that's like what, three times? Um, I'm, I'm sorry, my maths is <laughs> three times. But you're Asian. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, so that's three times the amount of traffic that's grown for the whole year. And yeah, you know, we did some like easy stuff, right? So what we did was we updated the product 
um, page description. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking at the description, all we did was let's make this um, new quality better. Google's going to rank it better. Google's going to see it's a good product uh, description. Mm-hmm. By doing that, we also help reduce the bounce rate because people are reading about it more. They're more engaged um, with it. You know, we got a content writer, you know, at Red Pandas to write high quality blogs and, you know, products, descriptions. And when we did that, we saw just a boost in traffic. Mm. And in, in just like a month, we saw like a, a spike in traffic. So that's one thing when we look at organic, you know, um, for search rankings and stuff. And a lot of products were ranking the top you know, page and stuff. Any questions about that, Mopes? No, that, that makes so much sense. And I, I see what you're saying there too. Like you do these things that keep them engaged that obviously are great for SEO, yeah. but like to state the obvious, you're keeping them engaged, keeping their engagement, keeping them longer on page, they're going to buy something too. Yeah. So that, that makes perfect sense. And like it's organic to increase organic traffic, but you also help with website and conversion rate optimization, you know, CRO. And that's our next point because, um, you know, some of the things we looked at with the team on the web pages was like a lot of elements, important elements on the website was basically below the fold, Moby. So when you're looking at your screen on your desktop or your mobile, anything that's just below your screen, we mm-hmm. call it um, below the fold and anything, you know, you can see is above the fold. Yep. What we observed was that a lot of the um, you know, design of the template was the like the add to cart, Moby, was below the fold. So people have to scroll and, you know, like look at the add to cart. The problem with that is like only 71% of visitors would scroll to add to cart. So, you know, we're number one, losing people on the page. Um, Number two, I'm looking at the heat maps. They weren't clicking on it because they kept missing out on the add to cart. So we just moved it above the fold, the add to cart. And we Mm. saw like a 16% increase in conversions. Wow. Just by moving that above the fold. Yeah. Because you got more add add to cart clicks and you get more conversions. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we did um, from a CRO perspective. Um, also, um, also, yeah, that was a 16.4% growth, right? And you can see the conversions rate increased from 7.4% to 8.31%. So it didn't just increase growth of um, your add to cart clicks. It's also conversions and it just had this nice effect, you know? So Black Friday, we're optimizing, you know, you know for the best performance. Nice, nice, nice. On top of that, what we also did was customer reviews. Um, originally, we had like a low conversion rate and it was good, right? It, w- it wasn't the best, but we we're still getting good conversions. And then we just uploaded our customer reviews and Moby, that, it just blew up. Like, wow. We were getting conversions. And, was... ha- and how specific were the reviews? So I know this client you're talking about, they have a lot of different categories. Yep. Was it like general reviews for like a category that wasn't even in that category? Like, oh, it was product uh, related, right? So, actual product, okay, yeah. awesome. So, that's key too. Yeah, they did have a company, uh, you know, overall uh, campaign, so a review, but like, uh, I didn't really measure that. We were just focused, I'm talking about product reviews, yeah. That, I mean, that's what people want, yeah. They're looking at that thing, that particular thing, reviews for that product, all right, cool. So that had a big impact as well. Yeah. So just looking at those three points, you know, our paid ads, you know, just changing your campaign objective and then, you know, your organic, just good content like we speak about, increasing the spike of organic traffic and CRO, you know, just grabbing your add to cart, moving on above the fold, some reviews. Man, that was a 150% mm. increase. Nice. And what do you think? I know this is, I'm throwing this left field at you, but just if you had to pick your brain, um, the types of ads. Oh, okay. What do you think like in terms of, because uh, you mentioned the PMAX thing, yep. 
But and I'm putting you on the spot here, right? But like mm. what sort of comes to mind with this particular campaign that you think is good advice for people in terms of like if they're thinking about ads for e-commerce, what do you find that worked well for these guys and other clients? Yep, uh, Google Shopping is good, easy to set up, easy to automate it. So for e-com, you know, clients, you have to be on Google Shopping. Um, Facebook, you know, Facebook was so good. You know, if you have a product that people love, you know, e-com, Mm. You've got to be on Facebook. And creative-wise on Facebook, what do you think is working well now? Is it like that UGC style? Is it like, yeah. you know? Um, everything's working well. Funnily enough, with this client, the creatives were just static images. Normal static static images that didn't say, I don't think it said Black Friday. I think it just said, uh, you know, like just a, just a product. The name of the product. Yeah. yeah, and just a little promo. And that was it. Like, seriously. So you have a product that sells... You know, all keep you need is you keep it simple. But if you do have a product that needs a lot more explanation, go video. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, even even my question is kind of like a bad question, right, Tony? When you think about it, because it is testing. Yeah, and that's what we did do. You guys were able to see that is it is it like the video? Is it the simple stuff? But it's because you tested. You yeah. found the static worked here for other clients. Video is going to work better. Yeah, but I think that's definitely the key. And we've been pounding this, and we'll pound it for the last time before we end the year is have more creative. 100%. What separates the average from the really, really good is a lot more. I think they said they have 11 times more creative. Yeah. So that was awesome, man. And got anything on cruise marketing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think um, I will, we'll keep this one short just to kind of wrap up the, the, the episode today. But the other thing too, and this comes a lot from the lead generation world, yeah. but as the adding quizzes on even like, so it's quite funny, right, Tony? Because like, before Red Pandas, I think you had like a very heavy e-com background mm. and you still do. And I always just had like a lead gen background. And I noticed mm. that using quiz marketing and lead gen was really, mm. you know, prolific. Yeah. And you noticed that in the, in yeah. the e-com world, right? So like for lead gen, it might be like we've got a client um, uh, that actually like sells solar, right? Mm. So you go there and you put in your needs and like it's very graphic, very visual, button based. What do you need? Okay, I'm a person, not a business. Great. All right, what's your electricity bill? And like, then it kind of spits out this beautiful self-selection mm. thing, right? So that's worked really, really well for Legion. But what I'm seeing a lot more and it's getting a lot easier is that quiz type of marketing on e-commerce, right? Yeah. Like that's worked a lot with, you know, I'm looking at some examples here. There's one on baby bunting. Uh, there's another one for this like um, cosmetic company another one for guitar, but essentially what it's saying, like, are you, the guitar one, are you a big, beginner or advanced? Mm. And then you pick something, right? And then yeah. it's like, cool. Um, it goes into budget and whatever. So good. So I you've think. noticed that as well. Like, what's your experience been there? For? Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of the, like, if you're running high level, you know, like, um, you scale, scaling, high you know, production kind of like uh, budgets, um, having that kind of quiz funnel is so good because like, number one from Legion, you can really increase the quality of leads. But then also with like e-com, you can direct buyers to what products they want or need, right? Buy that thing yeah, right now. Yeah, you can tailor it. I think it's so powerful. It, you know, you've got to try that. It works. Yeah. yeah. And what I mean by, and this is sort of the last tip for this one, by making it really easy. Because previously we had to code and we still do that for a lot of clients. We'll like code it for them. But you don't need to. You can get tools so now. Good. There's one called Prezi, which um, to be honest, we haven't used. Like we've done custom coding for clients, but I did find this one called Prezi, P-R-E-E-Z-I-E. Mm. It allows you, if you have an e-commerce website, the ability to have like a self-selection quiz, so good, yeah. spit out something, and this stuff has proven to increase your conversion rates. So good, yeah. 
Absolutely. Because it's like, there's no point coding it these days, though, 2023. Like, just yeah. automate it. <laughs> exactly. There's this stuff and there's the other one, the other really popular one for lead gen, um, uh, Typeform. Yeah, Typeform. Typeform. Yeah. So, like, that's Typeform is really, really good for lead gen sites. But this one I'm, I'm keeping an eye on for some of our clients who just want something quick and easy for e-com. Absolutely. And that wraps it up for episode 152. Um, if you want to check us out, redpandas.com.au forward slash EP152. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching. And also thank you for the year. I hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening, whenever you are listening, you have a safe holiday, a great holiday. And uh, fingers crossed we'll be back again in 2024 for more episodes of Inbound Buzz. Thanks, Tony. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.